Welcome, everybody, to episode seven of the Regression to the Mean podcast. I am your host, Sean Van, and happy Friday, everybody. We have got a great episode here for you today. We actually have a couple surprise guests here joining the podcast. It's going to be fun. Wanted to give everyone a quick heads up. On the Tuesday episode of the podcast, Keegan and I are going to be recapping all the NFL action from the weekend before and going over some of our favorite waiver wire ads. And on Friday episodes, we're going to be going over weekly previews, recapping some Thursday night football action, and of course, going over some of our favorite prop bets for the weekend. So Thursday night football. Again, we all can complain about Mitch Trubisky versus Jacoby Brissett, but we can't act like we didn't watch it. And three major things that I took away from that game. I'm ready to see the Steelers offense with Kenny Pickett. Now, I'm not saying that Kenny Pickett is going to come in and be exponentially better than Mitch Trubisky and light the world on fire. But to call Mitch Trubisky's performance anything but kind of bad would be generous. It just hasn't been very inspiring. And I think the reason why this matters is this offense has a ton of playmakers. Najee Harris, did you see that stiff arm? My goodness. Deontay Johnson, one of the best route runners in the NFL. Sure, he might drop the ball, but one of the best route runners in the NFL. Pat Fryermuth, really talented young tight end. Chase Claypool, kind of a meme, but really good. And my goodness, George Pickens, did you see that catch he made? Everyone has been talking up this guy as just an all-world talent, and Mitch just can't get this guy the ball, and the only time he does, he overthrows it by four yards, and he's so good, he catches it with one hand, like, parallel to the ground. That is insane. Like, this is such an awesome and young skill position group, and it's just dripping in upside and fantasy potential. But Mitch behind this O-line just isn't effective enough to support these guys, and really deliver on their ceiling outcomes. Like Najee and Deontay, I think have decent floors. You know, Pat is touchdown dependent, but you're gonna start Pat considering the state of tight end in fantasy football. And you know, you can't really play Pickens, even though Pickens might be the most talented dude in this offense. So it just makes you wonder if Pickett can help these guys deliver on their potential. Now, something to watch out for, because I don't want to pick on Mitch Trubisky too much. It might not be him that's the problem. You know, we've seen in post-game interviews that some of the skill position players have hinted at their frustration with Matt Canada's play calling. And he even caught some shade from Big Ben on Big Ben's podcast last week. Big Ben said, I'm watching Mitch. I don't think Mitch is really doing anything outside of the parameters of the offense. Like, this is just what the offense dictates. And even look at the Deontay Johnson route chart last night. It was literally just comeback routes and flats, nothing over the middle of the field. Deontay is a dynamic playmaker. You want to throw him the ball over the middle of the field to try and create some yak opportunities. It's just stagnant. It's it's not that creative. So you combine all that with battle line and Mitch Trubisky, these really talented skill position players are kind of in offensive purgatory. And something that is surprising is the Browns offense might actually be good with Jacoby Brissett. So we all knew coming into the season that Kevin Stefanski is a great play caller. The Browns have a good offensive line. We know about the one-two punch of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They are both studs. But damn, Chubb is running back one. Even before last night, he's running back one in full point PPR. And Kareem Hunt is RB10. These are two top 10 running backs in the same backfield. Now, that's not that surprising, considering the fact that we knew this would be a run-heavy offense. But Amari Cooper has also been a baller. He was wide receiver 21 in PPR formats coming into this game. 
And after another 100-yard touchdown performance, he's got to be a top 15, top 12 play over the first three weeks of the season, which is something I don't think I would have predicted. And I really wasn't prioritizing someone like Amari, but, you know, Brissett has looked good. Brissett's been able to deliver him the ball, run the offense effectively. And it makes you think when Deshaun Watson comes back into play, what this offense could look like. Now, we're not big supporters of Deshaun Watson on this podcast, but for fantasy purposes, you know, he's a talented quarterback. And it'll be interesting to see the impact that he has on the skill position players in this offense. And also, like, what was going on in Miami last year? How much better have Tua and Brissett looked with different offensive play callers? Like, what was Brian Flores doing hiring these people? My goodness, that offense stunk. And Brissett and Tua look so much better out of Miami. More context on Amari Cooper, too, before we jump to the last point. He's the first Browns player to have back-to-back 100-yard receiving games since Josh Gordon in 2013. And last point, sometimes the fantasy gods are cruel. Like, what was the ending there? So for context, the Steelers got the ball back with 13 seconds and went with some like lateral Hail Mary play that ended in a Browns defensive touchdown. And it had pretty big implications for a lot of players that are going to be started in fantasy. So here we go. Here's the breakdown. The Browns defense has a touchdown and a fumble recovery. So they got eight points there. That is a bad beat. I think they went from four points to 12 points at that final play. That that has huge implications for fantasy. Deontay Johnson has one catch for eight yards, 1.8 points. Eh, it is what it is. You know, you lose by two, less than two points in fantasy. Eh, what are you going to do? Najee Harris has minus four yards and a fumble. That is brutal. Minus 2.4 points. I mean... Najee was like had like 16 points. He was having a decent game. And if somebody has Najee in their lineup, now seeing him finish with 13 just hurts. And last is Chase Claypool, minus six yards for minus 0.6 points. And you just know that this is going to come back to haunt people. But that's it for the Thursday night recap. Now let's dive into some matchups for we three. When we're looking at start sit decisions. We're not necessarily going to be looking at players to target. Everyone's lineups are different. Everyone's leagues are different. So I can't necessarily give you advice that's super applicable across all leagues. But what I feel comfortable giving you is matchups to prioritize and matchups to avoid. So let's hold ourselves accountable. Last week during this segment, I said there were three matchups that you should target. Lions versus the Manders. I'm going to say, yep. That was the highest scoring affair with a ton of relevant fantasy players. Cardinals versus Raiders. Yeah, that was not necessarily hitting its over, but did pretty well. You could have played Greg Dorch in that matchup at a flex and did pretty well. So I think we're going to say that was yes as well. Rams at Falcons. Pretty much everyone outside of Kyle Pitts did very well in that matchup. Now, obviously, I missed the Dolphins and the Ravens. I think that one was a little more obvious, and I just flat out missed it. So I'll own that. Hindsight is 2020, but hopefully we can learn from that moving forward. Matchups I told you to stay away from. Jets versus Browns. Whoops. Could not have been more wrong about this. I think the Browns might be good, and the Jets have a ton of good skill position players. Now, they did score a lot of touchdowns. You would have expected more field goals, but still. 
Garrett Wilson, Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Michael Carter, Brees Hall. You could have played Joe Flacco or Jacoby Brissett and done well in a two-quarterback league. So whiffed on that matchup. 49ers and Seahawks, bingo. I mean, Ross Dwelly caught a touchdown. What are we doing here? Come on. Steelers versus Patriots. Damian Harris did okay. Kobe Myers did okay. But, I mean, come on. I think I nailed that as well. That was a total stay-away matchup. Those are just two putrid offenses as it stands right now. So, I think I did pretty well. Missed the Dolphins and the Ravens. Missed on Jets versus Browns. But when I look at week three, four matchups to target really stand out. First and foremost is the NFC Divisional Showdown between the Eagles and the Manders. Now, we've watched the Eagles play over the past couple weeks, and it's been pretty impressive. They've averaged the second most combined snaps, and they're very fast, and they're very efficient. And they're actually pumping out the fourth most yards per play and the sixth most points per snap. The Commanders rank fifth in situation neutral pass rate, and with the addition of Jahan Dotson, alongside Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, and Logan Thomas. They have a pretty complimentary pass-catching stable. Washington's game average of 132.5 combined plays is tied for second, and they've produced the third most plays themselves with 71. And they rank top 10 in points per snap, no huddle rate, passing yards, passing yards per attempt. To make this even juicier, the commander's defense is not good. So fire up Miles Sanders, Devonta Smith, Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Dallas Goddard, and Logan Thomas with confidence. I think I'd even fire up Carson Wentz, but you never know when he might throw four interceptions and the rug gets pulled from underneath you. Now, obviously, if you have A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts, playing, right? But these are for the less obvious plays. Second matchup that we have to target is Lions at the Vikings. Now, the Lions were six on the week in situation neutral pass rate, in pace, and top 10 in seconds remaining on the play clock while games remain close. Their contests lead the league by a wide margin and average total points with a ridiculous 72.5 mark, and no team's games have produced more combined plays. Minnesota passed on 67% of their situation neutral plays on Monday night and rank 11th on the season. They currently sit fourth in pass rate over expectation, and they also rank 11th in average play clock seconds remaining. The Lions' defense is terrible. This game is played indoors, and there is speed and skills on both sides of the ball. Fire up Adam Thielen, Irv Smith, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, DJ Chark, TJ Hawkinson, and of course, this remains a prime smash opportunity for Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Justin Jefferson, and friend of the podcast, Amin Ra St. Brown. The third matchup we need to look at, Cardinals at Rams. Both teams are in the top five and no huddle rate. The Cardinals' two games have featured the second highest average point total. The Rams have been pass happy because of their putrid rushing attack, and the Cardinals' defense has the league's worst graded coverage defense and 22nd worst rated pass rush. Last year, the point totals for this division matchup 53 and 59. Fire up Matt Stafford, A Rob, Hollywood Brown, <laughs> Craig Dorch, and Zach Ertz with confidence. And last but not least, the game that I'm most excited for on Sunday Bills at Dolphins. We'll keep it simple. The Bills' offense is incredible, and the Dolphins' offensive play caller is a wizard. Shout out Mike McDaniel. 
The Dolphins' defense got gashed last week, giving up 40-plus points to Lamar, 20-plus points to Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman. The Bills will be playing without half of their secondary, and Jordan Phillips and Ed Oliver on the defensive line are out. Outside of the core four of Allen, Diggs, Tyreek, and Waddle, fire up Dawson Knox, Gabe Davis, even fire up Chase Edmonds. Let's get frisky and throw a little Raheem Mostert out there for this shootout. I would exercise caution with Tua, though. Teron Armstead is banged up, and the Bills have the best pass rush in the NFL, and Tua is the 28th best quarterback in the league when facing pressure. Last week, he was in the bottom five of pressure faced, which could have contributed to his big day. This is me, all right? I'm not a fucking athlete. This is my fucking way. This is how I win. And welcome to This Is How I Win. So rebranding this segment from last week, which was our favorite prop bets of the week. So before diving into week three, let's recap last week's favorite bets. We didn't do too bad. We went two for three. I had Trey Lance over passing yards. Obviously, that didn't hit. But if I had over one broken ankle, that for sure would have hit. I had Amon Ross St. Brown over 62 and a half. We called that a smash. He hit that in the first quarter. And I also had under Brandon Cook's 57.5. I sweated that one out, but we were able to cash that bet. Now, last week I prefaced that I'm not the biggest better. And I don't have a history of winning. But you know what? I thought we should bring on the experts, the guys that never lose. And I thought, why don't we bring in some of the biggest degenerates I know? So for the first time ever on the Regression to the Mean podcast, we have Ronick Mera and Brandon Coip. How we doing, boys? Feeling great, Sean. It's Friday. It is Friday. It's Friday. We are, we're feeling the money. I'm seeing green. I'm seeing green's all I'm seeing. You're only as good as your last bet. And I'm going to know my last bet. Okay. Okay. So we're feeling good. So here's how we're going to do this. I am going to go over two of my favorite prop bets for the week. You're going to give me thumbs up, thumbs down. Then... You're going to share some of your favorite prop bets. And you know what? I know for all eight of our listeners, you already think this podcast is going downhill because I said, Coip and Ronick always win. From my understanding, these guys are down bad. But remember, Coip is 1-0, and and you're only as good as your last win. So okay. it sends their losses. Yeah. Ron Burgundy teaser is 1-2 <laughs> and two for the season. I just, okay. I just want to be very clear about that. So okay. We're, we're, okay. we're trying to even it out. There's been three teasers in two weeks. We're, we're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> and we will have a Ron Burgundy teaser to close out the podcast today. But yeah. first and foremost, my two prop bets of the week, I'm going receiver over unders. I'm not parlaying, but I'm going to double up on an over under. My first under is Jerry Judy under 57.5. Don't call me a homer, but the 49ers secondary actually might be a strength of this team moving forward. I think he sees bracketed coverage or he gets the Emmanuel Mosley treatment. Either way, the 49ers have two good corners, and Russell Wilson only can throw on the right or the left hash. He's not been utilizing the middle of the field, and he's been dumping off to running backs pretty consistently. I think the 49ers are able to generate pressure and a ton of it, and I think they roll on Sunday night. What do you think, boys? As a Niner fan, I could not be more hopeful for you to be right. Um, I don't know, man. Every time I... It's, it's weird. We haven't had a good, solid secondary like this in a while, so... You know, even like when we had Sherm holding down the backfield and everything, there was still a, right when you think it's going to be the lockdown week, the Niners will give you some reason to be like, well, 
same old 49ers, but I like it. I like it this week. The team's going to be juiced up on offense. It's going to carry over into the defense. Jerry Judy's getting shut down. I'm smashing that under with you. I know y'all can't see me. You got the gladiator thumb right now. Up, down, up, down. I don't know what to do this. I probably wouldn't touch this one. Just I'm hoping he doesn't play. But if he does, he could get peppered. He's that slot man. Gets peppered. One big one and your your under's just toast. But uh, also on that, he is banged up. Gets hit one time. Could come out for the game in the first quarter. So... I, I think you all make valid points. I just think this is a slow game as well. Not a ton of snaps. Team who runs the ball is going to win this. So the next one, Christian Kirk over 57 and a half. I don't know if anyone has been listening, but Christian Kirk has been absolutely on fire to start the season with Trevor Lawrence, primarily running out of the slot. Our $20 million man has actually been worth the money after an offseason of ridicule. No J.C. Jackson in this game. He will see slot coverage from Bryce Callahan with the Chargers. Not that impressed with Bryce Callahan. Never heard of the guy. <laughs> and slot targets create easy mismatches. I think the Jaguars could win in this game. Probably not going to bet it. I don't think Herbert's going to play. I think Christian Kirk goes over 57 and a half. What do you think, boys? I love that. I mean, I doubted him. I was when people doubted him over the summer, but he's looked great. Lawrence is feeding him. I'm all over that over until he proves me wrong. He's been going off. That's a low ball, um, low number. I like, I like it. I'm not gonna personally touch it just because I have. And we'll get into my picks a little bit later. Um, but I got some that kind of counteracts that. that. Um, but I like it. I like it so far. You're you're keeping me. You're keeping me intrigued. All right, Koi. I know you had a few prop bets that you like for this week. What are some of your favorite bets? All right, I got two this lose. week. Okay, they're not gonna do that. But uh, I absolutely love them. I'm thinking you might want to parlay these. Just because they absolutely won't miss. We're going to start with Mixon, anytime TD. I don't care what the line is. I think I saw 140 earlier. Set up a lemonade stand. We're buying juice. It's going to get nasty in there. The Jets, they got to go. The Bengals got to turn it around. Mixon is finding the end zone probably twice. He's due. Hasn't done it yet this year. So we're getting him in there. How many rushing attempts do you think Mixon has in the red zone this year? Already? Yeah. He was getting some week one. He didn't do anything last week. He's got one. So regression is coming for the amount of touches yeah, that Joe Mixon has. I like this one. You got anything else for us? And my second one, I have. I wrote it down a little earlier today. Derek Carr over 257 passing yards. This is before I knew Renfro was out. I still think I'm going to take this. It might be a little lower, too, now that he's been ruled out. Uh, yeah, he's been... Week one went way over. Week two, he was there nursing a lead till the end. They couldn't do anything, and he was just barely under this. Tennessee got smacked by the Bills last week. My guy Josh Allen threw for three-something. Devontae Adams is all pissed off. I heard he did inside source said he didn't even interview, went straight home from the locker room. The man wants the ball. They're going to pepper him. They're going to be throwing the ball. They want to win this game. I think this is a bounce-back game for the Raiders. I think yeah. the Titans are actually... Might no. be the worst team in the AFC. They're they're not good. They're not they're good. They're not good. They're not good. So I, I think the only thing stopping this bet from going over is they take such a big lead and he just stops throwing it. Uh, their D is just not as competitive as it should be either. So I feel Henry will move the ball a little bit. Hopefully get some Malik Willis in there. Free Malik Willis. Free Malik Willis, man. Let him out. Let him just let the kid throw. Let him fly. He's a peacock. All right, Ronick. 
what are some of your favorite prop bets this week? Um, so if you guys want some that'll actually win, um, oh. I, I'm your guy, you know, because my man Coip over here is betting on Derek Carr, which I don't know how we're justifying that in 2022. Yeah. But Adams you know, Waller, I'll do we'll it. Let it fly. No, but I, I do like the mix. I do like the mix and touchdown. I am a big fan of that. Prop bets, right? We're just talking props right we're now. Talking prop bets. We're talking well, props. You guys, I have not only the lock of the, not only the lock of the week, not only the lock of the month. But it's the fucking lock of the century. Jamar okay. Chase, over 74.5 yards receiving on the New York Jets. I know Keegan is one of the eight listeners for now. The aforementioned eight listeners. So, Keegan, I, I let him know in advance. Mine and Quip's props will come off as a stray as a longtime Jets fan. But um, they're at the Jets' expense. But Jamar, over 74.5 yards receiving. I'm a big fan. I know they got some good guys in the uh, playing corner over there. They've definitely, you know... My my guy Robert Sala is running the defense over there. I know they're defense heavy. And that's what they're really locking in on this year. Um, but I don't give a shit. We're looking on. We're looking at Jamar Chase over seventy four point five yards. Jamar is due. The Bengals are struggling. They're gonna go to their guy. Joe Burr is gonna figure it out this week. Joe Mixon's gonna get in the end zone. They're gonna and win that game. Jamar Chase is getting in the end zone with seventy four point five yards receiving. I am not saying anytime touchdown just because. I have to put my money where my mouth is. I'm putting it on over 74.5 yards receiving. Lock it in. Thank me later. Send me a text. My DMs are open. Just let me know. But you're welcome. I think what's key with Jamar Chase is where is he lining up in the formation? Sauce Gardner looks good. DJ Reed looks good. But if they're able to move him around, get him mismatches, I think he should be able to, to smash. And I think this is an absolute must-win game for the Bengals. Oh, and two teams only have like an 11% chance of making the playoffs. Oh, and three, kind of a death sentence. So this is the numbers get right. Okay, Okay. so Ronick, Jamar Chase over seventy five point five receiving yards. What is your next prop bet? I know you have a last one, and it's kind of tasty. I got one more. I'm using big names for my props this week, but they're guys that are due. Kelsey, anytime touchdown. He was he struggled last week. He's their number one guy with Mahomes. With excuse me, Tyreek Hill out of there. Um, I will never trust Juju Smith-Schuster another day in my life um, after TikTok boy refuses to get man zone. But I am a fan. Really? I like Juju. I hope he bounces back. But this week's about Kelsey getting in an end zone. I see it. It's happening. There's no way Travis Kelsey goes two weeks in a row without getting in the end zone. And on top of that, the Colts are still figuring out who they are. The Colts are a shaky defense right now. They're 0-2. They're defying expectations in the wrong way. Um, I think, you know, with a lot of uncertainty there, Mahomes goes to his number one target. Mahomes goes to his guy. Kelsey spikes the ball in the end zone. We all win a little bit of money. Do you know the defensive coordinator for the Colts is Gus Bradley, who's famous for running just one safety up top. Patrick Mahomes against Gus Bradley defenses averages like 400 yards and four touchdowns a game. He was the previous defensive coordinator for the Raiders. We all know how many touchdowns that Travis Kelsey scored against the Raiders. So I like that one. So in summation, our prop bet locks. This is how we win prop bets, boys. That's how we do it. It is. In summation, we have Jerry Judy under 57.5. Christian Kirk over 57.5. We have Joe Mixon anytime touchdown. Derek Carr over 257 passing yards. We have a Kelsey anytime TD and Jamar chase over 74.5 receiving yards those are this is how we win prop bet locks of the week boys how we feeling we're feeling good i like these 
Feeling good. Deeply researched. Our analytic team has been all over this. We have had spreadsheet versions right. nonstop, around the clock, crunching numbers for yeah. our I fired, I fired my assistant earlier that told me to take an under. So Send this one to overseas. Um, we're, we're really <laughs> they had it for yeah. two weeks, sent it back to me. Yeah, we, we had a Fiverr assistant um, working for us. We, we hired an Upwork employee as well. Okay. <laughs> Marcus so, Los Banos, am I right? <laughs> um, okay. So prop bets are done. Prop bets is kind of where I live. But I know there are some intriguing lines out there. So I want to get a bet from each of you. Coip, what line are you looking at? Where are you trying to place some action? Right here. This is all I've been thinking about all week. Lock of the year. Sell the kids. Sell the house. Whatever you got, you're going to want to put it on this bet. <laughs> sell them. I don't care how old they are. <laughs> you're putting them on Ravens minus two and a half this week. All right, in New England, coming off that crazy loss last week, Lamar doesn't have a contract. All he does is drink milkshakes. He'll probably have three before this game. <laughs> He's running for 150, probably two tugs. Mark Andrews getting in there. And their, their defense isn't that good, but the Patriots aren't explosive. So the, the Sharps are kind of – it was minus three earlier. The Sharps are moving it a little bit to minus two and a half. But if this is a rat line, give me that cheese. I'm in the trap. I'll go the rest of my life with one arm and a big bankroll. We're running it up. Ravens <laughs> minus two and a half. Send it. I'm, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. As someone that has recently cut the Patriots defense, um, I, I, I've lost. They're just the not keeping up. They're not fast enough. They're not. And Belichick having to, go, Bel Belichick having to figure fast. out a game plan around uh, Lamar and his added tools to receivers. Um yeah, no, I'm I'm a fan. I already have that. Dobbins might be back week. too, mixed in there. I think if Dobbins plays, I feel good about this. I I like the bet. I think the Ravens are a better team than the Patriots. Two and a half at Bill Belichick as an underdog at home, though, is is always like. Ugh. I mean, you don't get anything other than that. Other than that, it's a pick 'em. They're not going to make the line one. Does yeah. Dobbins necessarily affect it this much for you? For like as a Raven, like when, yes. when is a Lamar Jackson yes. team Dobbins necessarily is a need a dude? Their, need their a run game, run their back. run game sucks. Like run the run game Dobbins sucks. back, get some scheme runs going. Dobbins averaged six yards a pop as a rookie. The guys, I mean, it's going to take yeah. a while for I'm him. I'm not to... out on Dobbins by any means. I'm just saying in terms of I don't think Lamar he gets a full workload, to... but you give him 10 yeah. carries this week, that'll affect the game. And Justice Hill actually has just way more juice than Kenyon Drake and Mike Davis does. I think they learned that as the game went along. But remember, that team was up 21 points in the fourth quarter and couldn't close them out because yeah, their run game just couldn't get yards. The Patriots so. don't have anywhere near the speed that Miami did. Yeah, you're right. Patriots are not coming back from 21 points in a quarter this year, next year, any year. Patriots might not score. Team. Patriots might not score 21 points in a game. Exactly. Man, so. yeah. <laughs> All right, Ron. What's I don't your? Oh no, Sean, you're out. You're you're out on McCorkle Jones. What a what a surprise! I thought you were a ride or die for Big Mac. I like the pick, Coip. I like the pick, but I'm just gonna keep it real with you boys. Whether or not my guy Herbie fully loaded is taking the field, I am smashing. Chargers minus three. The best part is take it now. Get it while it's hot. Because if he does end up taking the field, that's jumping back up to seven. But minus three, even if they're not, Chargers at home, they lost a tough one last week. But this team going into this year has their sights set on something way bigger, right? They're not just looking to finally crack the playoffs. They're looking to make a run. That roster is juice from bottom to top. Offense, defense. 
They're at home against the Jags. The Jags had a great week. We talked a little bit about that Christian Kirk to Trevor Lawrence connection. I'm in on it, but that de- that defense is nasty, man. I don't know. I don't care if J.C. Jackson's playing this week. That defense is nasty. They're at home. I think they need to stay on their toes for every single game with how gritty this division is going to get, except for the Raiders. Um, and they're going to be going toe-to-toe each week trying to catch up to Kansas City, if not leapfrog them. This is a, a must-win game for them. And I think in order to win this game, they have to cover three. So I'm big on the Chargers this week. Yeah, I, I like it. And I, I said I didn't have one, but one that I've kind of been shy about, I haven't laid anything down, but the one that I'm just keeps eyeing me is is I think the Dolphins cover against the Bills. I don't know if they win, but the Bills' whole entire secondary isn't playing. I think they're That's a major. Micah, Hyde, Micah Hyde's officially out as a major player, right? major dog in their home in their home field, dude. Mike McDaniel is a wizard. Everyone's talking about the Bills are going to be undefeated. Maybe the Bills roll them. The Bills are legit, but they are injured. And Jordan Phillips is going to be out, Phillips and out. so is so is Ed Oliver. So it's like maybe they're able to get some of the run game going. Tua sucks when he's under pressure, but. If they're able to protect Tua and they're able to, you know, scheme up some big plays in the passing game, like I think this game is a lot closer. And I think I don't know if the lines moved since a lot of these guys have been out, but I think them. I think it was six point five last time I looked at it. Um, I, I think I think they might cover that. So I, I don't know if they're going to win, but I feel confident about them covering. But it's kind of a stinky game. Like, yeah, trap wise, I could well, see I, them covering that. I think it's the game of the week. That that's my. I mean, call. yeah, no, no, no game, for sure the game of the week. I think it's an awesome game. I'm in stinky line. Yeah. So, all right. I think the the way we can end it, the only way we can end it is, you know, just wake just up. wake up, Johnny. Wake up, babe. Good morning. We've got a, we've got a Ron Burgundy teaser. I uh, we're gonna all cue right. something up. I'll add some music eventually. But what what are you feeling? What's the what's the teaser that's gonna lose by halftime of week one? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> sensitive subject right now this is the slowest start i will be honest the slowest start i've gotten off to the success rate and being at all my teasers last week with the robin teaser um this is my segment <laughs> um, no teasers went bad um the bengals are worse than i thought they'd be and they've been in both of my first the two that i've lost cool 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 teaser for the week seven point teaser right because we're we're behind we're one and two on the year we need a little bit more security with this one so we're going a seven point teaser I'm going to list them out for you guys. Dolphins plus 12 and a half at home against Buffalo. Lions plus 13 at Minnesota. Ooh. Texans plus nine and a half at Chicago. Ooh, I don't know about that. You're going li- to like this one. You're going to like this one, Brandon. Packers plus eight at Tampa Bay. They went Goat. outright. No question. Goat versus Goat. And, and this, is, this is the one where I'm going to lose some people if I haven't already. The Dallas Cowboys plus eight. At the New York Giants. That's a Monday night game. What I've realized is the ones that I'm a little bit shaky on are the ones that cruise. This one I'm a little bit shaky on for the same reasons you called out, Sean. Texans plus nine and a half. Am I putting money on Davis Mills? Yeah, you, Am I betting on that in yeah. Chicago? You, but you it's got the just bad so, quarterback teaser. It went out right. You have the bad quarterback but, teaser. Is Chicago, is Chicago good enough to win by over nine? I, I mean, I know they got a fluke win by nine points week one. They completed really seven passes about, last but, week. I mean, Texans win. Texans plus nine and a half. They I am win. a little bit sh- So I have been burned by this exact leg before. I think two years ago, Brady's first year in Tampa Bay, I had the Packers plus 10 in a teaser. 
um, at home against Tampa or something. It was either at, at home or in Tampa, but they got absolutely curb stomped. I think never they happened. Had three total points the whole game. But then happened. it was Rodgers like only lost, and Rodgers went on to win like MVP. So yeah, okay, selective memory. Um, but you know, I'm putting my faith back in horse tranquilizer again. I think Ivermectin really puts his name on the boards this week. And he, you know, Brady, we'll, we'll see what's good. I know they still have, a, they're, cut, they're a little bit banged up with their squad as well. So we'll see what happens. Lions plus 13, Dolphins plus 12 and a half, Texans plus nine and a half, Packers plus eight, wow. Cowboys plus eight. You, I, I have to tip the cap. First of all, for calling Aaron Rodgers, Ivermectin. I always enjoy that. Everyone's moved on to Ayahuasca and Percocet, but you can't forget about what got us here. Ivermectin. Not enough. Um, yeah, yeah. I am immunized. I definitely (laughs) appreciate the fact that you just basically made a all bad QB teaser. Like you're just rooting. You're just watching a lot of games with just absolute trash QBs are in. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're, we're not calling to a we're not calling to a bad quarterback anymore. No, it's no, just no, no. But I'm just you're, you're like going Davis Mills versus Justin Fields. I mean, yeah, Davis Mills versus Justin Fields. Uh, you're, you're you're like a Jared yeah, Goff. Dog Kirk shit Cousins. versus dog shit. I'm expecting a, a very close battle. No, you I'm didn't. Taking the can't you can't you uh, tease down the Chiefs into a pick'em right? Like you I'm know, surprised you he didn't throw the Chiefs in it. But teaser. the Colts are at home and they're due, so you know that could be a flu- that could be a trap game for him. It could. So but if he runs for 200, that I could think blow the, him up. I think the Chiefs just roll. I do too. That but dog, I need that team is dog shit this week. The Ron Burgundy teaser needs okay. to see the okay. light of 500 again, just so we can start building from there. The level of shakiness makes me even more certain that okay. this is the one. Um, if this does not hit, I will be turning off my mentions on Twitter. Um, the uh, the fuck Jackson chat will be getting removed. I will be self removing myself. Um, and RIP Kobe as well. Oh, All right. right. Uh, so <laughs> one last time, Ronick. Let's run through it. What what was your teaser again for our listeners? One last time, in case you can get it while it's hot before these lines jump up. Dolphins plus twelve and a half. Lions plus thirteen. Texans plus nine and a half, Packers plus eight, Cowboys plus eight. You know, as I say it the third time, I'm starting to hate it a little bit more. No, um, no, no, no. Do not <laughs> capitulate. No, 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 it's no done. capitulation. Edit. It. No capitulation. Done. We're done. Um, We're locked again, in. This is all. This is all hypothetical because gambling's not What's legal in California. So you know, these are just my. If I if I was able to bet, you know, what's it I'm pay? Not. What's it pay, um, Ron? I think theoretically. It would pay seventy five bucks as a bet to win two hundred twenty five because a little bit less payout because you're adding that extra point in the teaser. You uh, could have done a hundred to make the math easy. Uh, my my <laughs> my limit seventy five for teasers. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, this is awesome. There's no way we lose. Um, I think we're gonna have you on again. This was fun. We so, do that. Yeah, couple let's of Alan do it again. over here. Let's I, do I it. Got a, I got a quick note while I sign off here. Packers money line never lost. Lions Vikings over. And Sean, let me know you want that Tampex commercial ran. I got it scripted up over here. That's Brandon Coyp. All right, Brandon. Thank you again. As always. Niners this- winning the Super Bowl. Russell Wilson's getting his karma this week. We're, we're locked in for it. Yep. I am not emotionally prepared for the Jimmy G completely out of nowhere interception. I'm, but I'm so ready to, to ride the, Debo's ride the back. train again. Debo's back. George Kittle ready to is be back. Up. You're not ready to be up 21-10 with the game secured with three minutes left to go in the fourth. He throws a pick six, and then the, we three and out, and then the Broncos are driving, and we have to bank on our defense. This podcast <laughs> just took a dark turn. Well, boys, thank you so much for coming on today. I super appreciate it, and we'll have you on next Friday. Yeah. Um, cool. Sean Don. Absolutely Later, Moran. Killing it with the podcast. Thanks for having us on, brother.
a major thank you to Ronick and Brandon for coming on the show today. That was a ton of fun. And I'm excited for week three. 49ers on prime time. And it's a great opportunity to watch great football. Thank you again for tuning in. We appreciate you so much for your support. Like, subscribe, comment. Do what all the kids are doing nowadays. Thank you. Until next time.